Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Oh boy, have I got a guest today. I mean, you talk about high vibe energy. This chickie's got it really going on. Maria Salomo Schmidt is a passionate tsunami of love who entertains as she teaches. She was one of Oprah Winfrey's last guests on her show. And Maria's gift is to cut through the crap and get right to the heart of the matter with her unique brand of humor, intuition, and zaniness. She's a powerful international happiness coach. She's a speaker, an author, and she ignites people's life purpose. Maria is a graduate of Boston College, and she has an MBA from Simmons College Graduate School of Management, as well as Reese Thomas's Institute of Energy Healing. She is a Reiki master teacher and expert in several other modalities, including NLP, EFT, that's tapping folks, chakra balancing, and full spectrum healing. Her best-selling book on how to use your energy to dramatically shift your life, finally full of yourself, unlocking your spiritual DNA, has hit Amazon's top 100 books on happiness. She lives outside of Boston, near me, with her husband, Douglas, five children, and four rescue dogs. Welcome, Maria. I have been looking forward to this so much. I have never had someone read my bio with so much zest. Thank you so much, Mel. That's awesome. Well, you know we're both full of a lot of energy. We showed that a few weeks ago on Facebook when we were kind of interacting on some hot topics. Absolutely. And um, I think that's when I really got a feel for your passion mm-hmm. and your belief in things. And, and I'm the same way. Uh, I'm very passionate about what I do. I put my heart into everything. Um, I want to read a quote because I think it's kind of going to set the platform for what we're going to talk about today. And it's something that applies to almost every woman I've interviewed or spoken with. Her life's calling was continuously reaching out to her, giving her clues subtly only because her attention was elsewhere. If only she slowed down long enough to take notice. Well, is that not us all? I remember when I wrote that. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's us. That's us. That's women. Calling us. It's always calling us. And and really the secret in this lifetime, as we were talking about a little bit before, is focus. Whatever controls your focus, another quote in the book is that whatever controls your focus controls your life. And it's as simple as that. We think we need to work on things and not enough and always, but that's not it at all. Like we're already full. We just keep taking our attention and giving it away in ways that, that leak us out, like the shoulds, inauthentically. And that's that can't happen right now. You see how like you get immediate feedback that that's not going to work in our lives. I don't know if it's our age or where we're at, but it's, it's 
definitely something that it's not going to be tolerated. Your life cannot sustain that kind of, um, I call it jackassity, but. <laughs> I love that, jackassity. I know a few of those. <laughs> it's a clean word. It just sounds dirty. <laughs> so what I love about you is you've got a backstory with some loss, with some sadness, and we're just going to touch upon that briefly because almost every powerful guest that I've had on has had some type of loss in their life that inspired the work they do today, that literally lit them up in a way that they said, I want to I want to make a difference. I want to create change in people's lives. I want to contribute. And you have taken, you know, your loss. You lost a daughter as how old was she? Sophia? She was how old? 13 months old. Oh, you lost an infant. And that is something that many people just stop right there and, and never pick up from that point. So my heart goes out to you, one, because I've had a similar loss. It was my niece who was like my daughter, and she was taken very early in life. She, in her early 30s, um, and a wonderful young woman. But after I lost her, it inspired me to start writing, to start doing things. And people say, well, you know, how come women get so powerful? I say, you know why? Because they walk through the freaking fires of hell. And that's how they got there. This is hell. <laughs> this is hell. <laughs> it's like, don't worry about when you die. It's like, <laughs> now I don't know why people think, oh, it's that. And if we can, you know, take it up a notch. And I, and I so like appreciate your sharing that because I did not know that about you. And it, and it is one of those things that never leave us. I think that that's why women in a way are leading the warrior's journey on this planet right now because we put ourselves in other people's shoes like we as uh whether they're our children or someone else's children that 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 wanting that that empathy and wanting it to to make sure other people are safe and 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 uh, atrocities cannot continue i mean this is what it is like you well, the people who say, oh, it doesn't affect me, it's not my problem. While that, I say in the book, there is no neutral. People think they can be neutral, like, oh, I'm not really involved. That That's gone. Like, yeah. we're on the same planet. That's like, you're in a pool, the non-peeing section of a pool. Like, that's... <laughs> no. It's denial. No. It's total denial. Water. <laughs> yeah, and it's putting your head in the sand rather than having a position and a voice. Yes, yes. The fear of doing it wrong. The fe the fear. It's you're either in the flow or the fear. That's it. And the the flow is the love, and that's it. Yeah. And a um, couple things that I would just love love to share. One of them is if I said to you, "Let's play a game." I, I came up with this last week, and it's brutal. So be careful. <laughs> but if I said, "Hey, Mel, let's play a game," and in that game, you and I and, and your your viewers are going to all of us are going to die in this game and we don't know when or, or how we'd be like, uh, I'm not playing that game. That's a horrible game. Like how about bingo? <laughs> but like, that's the game we're all playing right now. Yeah. We're in that game as brutal as that sounds. That's what we're in. So we know that that's how it ends. So how about we have a really juicy middle, no matter where, you know, where we get off of the bus, 
right? No matter where our life ends. Why not? Uh, my my little daughter, uh, who's 10, my youngest, started complaining the other day about her. she had this and that. I said, you get another day on planet Earth. Like, <laughs> holy moly, what are you going to do with this one day that you've been given? Like, and I'm not like turning it into something positive. I'm literally saying you literally get another day on planet Earth with so much going on. You get one more day. And like looking at life like this, like we're here temporarily. We act like this is it. It's 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 not. And when you have a loss like that, that really messes you. Like I went insane that day that that was like, that was like part of me like died. It's just like whatever's left. There's part of me that I didn't want to live. You know, like I had other children. It's still, it was just like, I just couldn't imagine taking another breath. It hurt to breathe. It hurt to be in my body. I just wanted like, if I could have ripped off the skin and the bones and just, just taken it off, like take off my, my meat suit, right? My meat body, I would have taken it off. I just, I didn't, it didn't make sense. Like everything I had been taught to be a good girl, to get my good education, to get in marriage, to buy a house, like all of that stuff was, was just crap. It was just like, why are we here to pay bills? And that's why most people are like stuck in the paying of the bills. And then the, what you and I connected on with everything that's going on in the world and people not caring, like, how can you just turn it off? Yeah. If you see someone hurting someone else, you're just going to turn around because it's not you or someone you know? Like, I, I can't live like that. I just can't. I think women, what I saw from the interactions that you and I shared was that what we were commenting on, I think, opened up wounds in women who were suppressing their feelings, suppressing issues, and it scared the living bejesus out of them. So they came out attacking us or criticizing rather than saying, oh, yeah, wow, you know, having some compassion and connecting with it. They became combative. And when people become combative, Maria, you and I both know it's fear that's lighting them up at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me tell you this little, like, um, so what I do is I've taken energy medicine and NLP, neurolinguistic programming and tapping and all of these tools. So what I really am is a tool maker. And, and I'm, I've always been good at processing things. Like I take complicated things and then make them really simple. I've always done that. Um, throughout my life. So what I've kind of played with the energy, because people don't really understand, they've not been taught, like, what does it mean to have a spirit, which I don't really use spirit, that's a religious word, but like to have energy. Energy is good because you can, you can feel energy, you can't feel your spirit or your soul. They're yummy words, but you can't feel that, but you can feel your energy. That's where you connect. So we have this meat body, and I call it that because it is, it's not who we are, you know, Mal is not who you are. You're like this beautiful, strong, you know, you're, you're, you're more your smile than anything else, your eyes and your smile, right? Um, but you have this beautiful energy that's encapsulated in the body. Your meat body needs, it's a fine connection with the two. It's a very delicate connection. You need this, these two holes and this hole in your meat body, in your physical body. And in your energy body, you have the same kind of flow. You need it here. That is where the energy flows. When we get domesticated, when we get, you know, we want to follow everyone else or we're 
taught to follow everyone else. We learned to block most of this out. That's what was happening. It's a, it's, it's a great way for me to tell the story. Like, this is how we get blocked. You can't completely block it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's what would happen Like if, like if with uh, the deaths of our beloved ones. If we locked our hearts so closed, this would lock. And then, you know, people die of a broken heart. It takes longer, but you can just, I'm done. And you just die. But this is like, it's, it's almost impossible to block. Nobody can block it for you. But what happens in the situation is when you block this out, the only way to get that energy, that flow, is from the people around you. And how you do it is by um, stealing it or begging for it. Mm. Oh, I love that. So if I can give you an example. Mm. Let's say um, we're at the Cape. Like a bunch of friends are at the Cape having a girls weekend. We're just having a, we're at a, we're pay, playing card, no video, no, you know, like no, no TV, no nothing. Just, you know, just playing cards, having a blast, going to the beach, yummy food, just, just really amazing time. We're all at a level 10 and you get a phone call that um, you're like, just a second. So you've been waiting for this phone call. It's a massive client. It's going to like, it's a sure deal. You're, you're so excited because you get to pay your mortgage. You get to pay all of these things, right? You go, you go to the phone call and something very wrong has happened and the client's not interested anymore. It's now nothing. So you are at a level 10 and now let's say energetically, you're at a level two. You just want to like, go away, (laughs) but you're at this weekend, right? So you come back, everyone's at a level 10 and you're at a level two. What you're going to do is you're going to either, because to to breathe, you need to be, let's say at a level five, right? To just be be okay. What's going to happen is you're either going to be super, super quiet or you're going to get into a fight with somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Or... Another way people zone out is they just start drinking or they start eating a ton or like any way to numb out because they don't want to think about it. Um, but usually it's one of the others because people say, what's wrong? Because they'll notice a huge thing. That's when you'll either get into a fight. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just, and then, or you'll leave crying or something. But I and, think people's vibration is very obvious. Yes. You know, you walk into a room and if somebody in the room has a low vibe, I mean, I'm very empathic. I feel that right away. I know somebody's not right. Yes. It all depends on how they connect with you. And that's times sometimes when people don't get along and they don't know why, sometimes it's because where they're at. Because what's happened is we've learned to be energy vampires to each other. It's a, it's an epidemic proportions because we don't know how to self-regulate. It's, it would be the same thing as if we stole each other's oxygen. Right. But we, we have enough right now, knock on wood, we have enough oxygen on the planet, but the energy thing we steal from each other. And that comes from not trusting. So in that moment, before you came back to the group, you could self-regulate and do good energy hygiene, what I call good energy hygiene, which would mean one simple way of doing it is um, you could go outside and be in the woods and just like, kind of like do something like, because all you are doing right now, all that happened in that moment is fear bomb. Nothing happened physically to you. You're safe. It's just something different happened than you expected. And now the fear of lack of money, the fear of this comes in. So if you go outside and you just dump it out, it makes a big difference. I love your practice of grounding. 
putting your feet into the soil. That was yeah. wonderful. Just, yeah. you know, just getting grounded, just getting stabilized. You know what we did at the retreat in Vermont that we just had this past weekend is we did that also with our hands. Ooh. So the, cause I've never done it with my hands, but there were so many yummy trees and we were by a, a brook. And so to take our hands and to touch the ground, even though it was a little cold, because we as humans don't really use our hands to, to walk like animals do. And so it was so amazing to like feel the earth. Everyone, like all the, all the reports back were like, oh my God, that was so great. And it was just cathartic, right? So going back to that little uh, example, so one way is to go outside and ground like that, to get rid of it, to just like, okay, let go of the fear. And another way is to just do a quick one minute meditation mm-hmm. just to, to like just breathe and go back to your breath. Because when you're stressed out, when you're closed from here, it's because you, you feel, you'll feel it in your breath. So you, anytime you get bad news, like if we think of nine 11, we go, <gasps> but at least at the beginning we did. And now it's just like, don't that's, that's no, just let it go. <sighs> and any bad memory you have, you got stuck somewhere. It's it's a I call it in the book. I call it a stuck point versus a flow point. And you want it's like the it's the flow. Anything in your life that's a flow, even if it was a traumatic experience, that's what we've done with our tragedies. They are tragic events, except we don't live in the tragedy. We live in the gift side, not the pain side, not the suffering side. It doesn't mean that everything's sunshine. That's that's not a, that's not authentic either. It just means that. When I feel something icky, I get rid of it. You know, there's, <laughs> there's so much to do. I know. But you also teach a lot about intention. And for me, intention is everything in my life. To me, intention has the soul of the universe behind it. It's such a high vibration. You live with intention. I live with intention. So all of this has an element of choice about what we're going to do here. And that's what you're saying. Going out, grounding, touching the soil, breathing. You also talk, I love breath work. I love journaling. These are all tools that you strongly recommend in your book. So the intention, it goes back to what we said of focus. How you focus isn't setting your intention. It's like setting, it's the same thing when you get into an elevator, you set your intention by pressing the floor you want, right? It's the same thing in your life. We have certain floors we can live on, certain levels. And you do that by setting your intention. If you do not set your intention, someone will set it for you. That is a given. Ooh, that's a, that's a tweetable. That's a right? tweetable. If you do not set your intention, someone will set it for you. And just like you would get into an elevator. If you get into an elevator and you press no buttons, what happens? You either sit in the dark. <laughs> right? I've never used this analogy before, so I'm using it now with you, Mel. This is like, so you either sit in the dark or someone else comes there and you ride along wherever they chose. Mm-hmm. You made right? a journey, not yours. So you're, you're like, and some day, and some days you might be, I mean, there's never really a time I've ever said, Oh, I just want to ride an elevator and go wherever. <laughs> uh, but for some people, that's how they're living their life. And they think that that's normal. 
And then they complain that they're not on that floor. But all you need to do is set your intention and pick a floor. And if you go into that floor and that's not your floor, hey, set your intention again and get into another elevator. Ta-da! Ta-da! I love it. We've all gotten ridden in an elevator and gotten on off on the wrong floor. All of us. Right? You just go back into the elevator and press another button. Maria, why do you think women have such a problem living with intention, making conscious choices, speaking up, being full of themselves, um, you know, not being afraid of their life? What, what is it? Why do, why do women want to live small, you know, give their power away? It, it, it's such a common thing. And, and, you know, you're a master at getting them not to do it. So that is a brilliant question, and it comes from when you're domesticated, you're taught to close off your intuition, your natural flow. You're taught to close it off. Don't question things. So people who come to me who have that issue, and we all have it to some extent, they ask, what should I do? They're always looking for the should, for the formula, for the how. And that's not the question. That that just gets you back into that loop of domestication. Those when you're in the good girl formula, we were taught to be a good girl. And what does that mean to be a good girl? To be a good girl means you're controllable. Mm. So think about that when, you know, like when I was a little kid and my mom was like, you're such a good girl. What does that mean? It means you're doing what I taught you, what I told you to do. You're not doing what your intuition is telling you to do or what you want to do. You're being, you're being a good servant. You're being a good I, can I use the word slave? Because it feels like that. Like you are a good uh, zombie in a way, right? You're being good follower, not you're being creative. You're being, and this comes with, um, I, I had someone who told me the other day that she was, she was reprimanded for co- the way, she, the direction she colored because she, co- she was a little kid and she just couldn't color a certain way. And it it just broke my heart to know like, even because she went like this and part of it, she had to stay in the lines. And, and it was just heartbreaking that this child at that age was reprimanded for that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we're reprimanded by so many things of like, they keep us down that like, and so remembering that to open this up again and to open up your intuition, there's like you said, there's so many tools that do that. So many tools that do that. I want to give, um, your listeners a a little gift besides the gift that we talked about. Like whenever you're, these are really icky, icky times. And I had a huge uh aha. And I know this is a jump for some people, but I'm just, how you do energy work is imagination and focus. That's all it is. I'm just, I've just been exploring it longer than most people, but it's not something that, Ooh, I'm psychic. Everyone is psychic because we're all energy. Right. And so when I was holding my daughter, body and it was just her body and not her energy inside it felt different and anyone who's been around someone who's just the body who's dead who's left they t- they say it felt like the person wasn't there anymore and they they're not it's definite i don't know how to exactly describe it i don't have the words but pe- you know other people have said that so you know in your physical body you eat and then you have to go to the bathroom right if you don't go to the bathroom big problem. 
If you go to the bathroom everywhere in your house, big problem, right? So that's why we all have a room dedicated to shit, to poop, right? We have a poop, a poop room. Everyone has one, right? right. It's right. a normal part of life. And it's only a problem when you don't have a centralized location to dump it, right? right. In the energy world, it's the same thing, same thing. There's so much crap going on right now. There's so much we're taking in. Even if you had just had a spectacular day filled with love, like at the, you know, the cave with your friend, and you had this great time at Vermont, great. You're still going to have a ton of dumping to do. And we've not been taught how to dump. There's a lot of heartbreaking things going on right now. So when I'm going to um, do a little, little exercise with you is I would like to invite you to use your imagination and imagine two big vats, V-A-T-S, two big vats, two big bowls or whatever you want to call it. I love the word vat, <laughs> but two big vats. You can put any stickers, any colors you want on them. They're imaginary. They're self-cleaning. They change, they have, um, they change the energy. So you put all your crap in there, right? You just, and I have left and right because sometimes you just need to do this. The way that the energy is coming right now, you just want to, uh, if you, um, if you have what I call an energetic hairball, so you're going through something that's really icky, you hear bad news on the radio, like whatever it is, you just take it and you dump it in there. And these are self-cleaning units. They change the energy on this planet from shit to fertilizer, from stuck to flow, from stagnation and fear to flow and love. So just like the Amazon trees do that for the oxygen of the planet, they change carbon dioxide to oxygen. We human beings, I just got this aha. This is such a huge aha. Because if your listeners listen to this and do it, imagine if all of us, when we're feeling icky, and that's the word, not good or bad, just icky, mm -hmm. it's too much. How can this happen? We start doing this, right? Oh, like some of us feel sick here. Some of us feel sick here. Some of us, it's our chest, and some of us, it's our gut. We're just mm -hmm. feeling so overwhelmed that you take that. You don't have to think it through. That's what we try to do, and it doesn't fit, and then we hold it in our body to take it and dump it into those vats knowing that it's transforming that's the, the word transmuting mm -hmm. we're transmuting the energy from stuck to flow because we're energy we can't stand stuck right that's pond scum stuck we like to move and expand not stay stuck and it goes to the parts of the world unless you direct it somewhere it, the love the freedom the flow goes to the parts of the world that need it the most Right. So imagine if every time you feel stuck and like, that's what's, that's, what's killing us. What's killing us is like, it's overwhelmed. And what are you going to do? You're going to block it or just, just complain about it. Cause what are you going to do? So now I'm saying you're, we're getting it because as you said, you're like, you have empathy. Like you have your, you, you can sense these things. Why are we sensing them? Because we're the sensors of the human beings. So for our, our job, what we can do to move the energy is when we're feeling icky, when we get these overwhelming barrage of bad news, you go, ha ha, take it in, dump it in the vats, take it in, dump it in the vats and let them transmute that energy. Take that toxic level of energy. And for the people who say, well, you can't, I can't really feel energy. It's like, 
when you go to a concert or when you go to a, a sports game and you feel like your team's doing really, really well and you're like, Whoa! you feel the euphoria. And then when they're doing badly, you the the park. Let's go to the parking lot and get a better, you know, <laughs> before the traffic comes. Like it's that vibe, right? We wow. feel it. We're using our imagination to screw ourselves. Like if I said, "Hey, I have a, um, a retreat in Portugal coming up in March. Come with me." A lot of people will use their imagination, even though they want to. They'll use their imagination to block it, to say why they can't even though they haven't felt it. Like, does this feel right to me? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Well, I, and you talk about feelings a lot. I think feelings are the best barometer we have to indicate, are we going in the right direction? Are we making the right choices? Are we honoring ourselves? How we feel says it all. Yes. And in the book, I have a quote, feelings are the muscles of intuition. Mm -hmm. And that is the key. Men are taught the feelings are bad, so they have very little access to their intuition. And women are taught that they're weak because of their feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you could just get that the feelings are the key, that's the key to stagnation. And that's why, to answer your question in a more direct way, that's why women don't use their voices because they are they are usually fed by the opinions of other people. They're getting secondhand energy. Right. They're getting second. They've been living off of the scraps of, you know, like, please love me means please energetically feed me. And that's the system we've set up by our most beloved people. That's how, you know, a lot of times I have set it up with my children because that's what was done for me. But it's the equivalent. And this is gross. It's the equivalent. If, if um, you went to a restaurant and the food there was like half chewed up food from other people and that was the substance like you wouldn't eat that food but yet that's the energy we get like the remnants of other people's energy giving them back to us that's not a good relationship in any stretch you know like be that. a good girl when i, I hear that, that image the remnants of chewed up food that's a good one so you have a wonderful free giveaway for our audience you know honey you're gonna have to come back on for another show because we 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 got a lot. We're going to have to move in together. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. But you have a wonderful free gift for the audience that is based on the concepts of your book and the uh, seven helpers. So yes. tell the audience a little bit about that, how they can get it, and Excellent. where they can reach you. Excellent. Short and sweet. There's something in the book, and this is my book, Finally Full of Yourself Unlocking Your Spiritual DNA. There's something in the book right at the beginning called The Seven Helpers, and I have them here. Um, it's laminated, so it's a little reflective. But these seven helpers are really, it's going back to basics, but it's those things that good energy hygiene, just like if you have good energy, good hygiene for your body, you need it for your energy, and that will clear a lot of your physical ailments. I use this just so I had breast cancer last year, and I use along with Ayurvedic medicine and all that. I used it to get rid of it. So it's like one of those things like this works for physical ailments because, you know, if I'm an energy healer, I was, what else are you going to do? Right? So these, these seven helpers are really, really instrumental in, um, for both men and women. And if you reach out to me, uh, you can go to coachmemaria.com slash contact coachmemaria.com slash contact. I will send you the PDF 
of this. Uh, there are exercises on this side and then there's seven helpers on, on the other side. So I will send you that PDF so that you can have it and use it if you, uh, if you don't want to get the book. And I'll, actually, this is also in libraries if people want to go. Um, and it's audio as well. I think it's, it's an audio book. Large print, ebook, and uh, right, so it's like, yeah, something for everybody. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. You're a fabulous guest, girl. You're a high vibe. Love it. Love it. Love we, it. Love we it. Need, we so need our, each other right now. We so like what you do, Mel, is so beautiful because anyone who listens to you knows you have a beautiful heart. And, and it's like that we need each other right now. We need to percolate off each other. We need to inspire each other and remind each other of our, of our hearts. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> You're brilliant. You're wonderful. Baboom. Baboom. A tsunami of love is, is the most perfect description. Uh, Robin Williams once um, called himself, uh, oh, it was fabulous. Uh, he referred to himself as um, Haley's Comet. He was... I call women Haley's Comet in heels, but he called himself like, you know, Haley's Comet's comedian or something like that. I just think it's, you're the same way, girl. A lot of energy, all going to good use, going to good yeah, use. Well, it, when you don't, that also happens. So you get immediate feedback. It's like self-correction. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bless you, Maria. Girl, we got to do this again. There's so much, there's so much more we need to talk about. I would love that. Maybe we can plan a retreat together. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, beautiful Mel. I really appreciate it. And Thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. Bless you, dear. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalDwayneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.